on this edition of the Car Jam Podcast. I must say, it was probably not the first time someone had a pee in a bed. I think it was 70 horsepower or just over, but actually it was all right. It, it never felt slow. I mean, it certainly never felt fast. Relief map at the end is yeah. someone described <laughs> some body work that I did. Yeah. Cliff Richard kind of went, guys... Yeah. Let's, uh, let's have a little sing song and see if we can sort this out. Yeah, we broke into song, <laughs> dance around the workshop. That's, okay. that's where the title of this episode, Princess and the Pea, came from because my wife had to live with this not once but four times. Hold on to your armrest, kids. Here we stop. <laughs> <laughs> Barely sat down already. Apparently, we're yeah. on. Yeah, no, no, no messing about today, Mike. Absolutely no. And we're uh, only a minute late starting as well. <laughs> Crikey, what's been going on? We're going to start with pop culture today, Mike. Are we? Yeah, oh good. That, that's what you think. Maybe I'm going to be rebellious. Maybe we're not. No, go on. Uh, Taylor Swift. What would you say if I said Taylor Swift to you? Um, aren't they one of those construction companies that build houses? <laughs> you used to see that on excavators and dump trucks, didn't you? Uh, no, no. She, she she oh is a North American pop star born in Nashville, right? Uh, a wide repertoire of different styles of music. Okay. Um, let me let me name a few for you. See see if that helps. Oh um, yeah, that'll that'll definitely help. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I knew you were trouble. Uh huh. <laughs> Willow, shake it off. We're never getting back together. <laughs> What's shaking off about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's sort of half, half 11 in the pub. Uh, th- there's a reason for this. Okay, she, she is worth, I don't know, 300 and something million. Okay. Um, yeah, done, done, done. She's done. <laughs> Not to you. She's been um, auctioned she... recently, then, or something. <laughs> Yeah, today, lot number 400. They had to reinsure her for something or other. And uh, um, and they've decided... No, OK. She lives half-time in America and half-time in the UK in London, Primrose Hill. Uh, and, <laughs> Are you stalking um, her? Uh, anyway, look, the point of this whole story is I read, I read something in a, a, a leading UK newspaper the other day. Um, and uh, it, was, it was just about she's bought a new car. Okay. This is where this is going. Um, she bought a new car because she's fed up with um, being spotted uh, in whatever she drives normally. So she's bought a Nissan. Right. I believe she's bought a, a Nissan Duke, which is... You, you're okay. not going to know what that is either. Uh, but a Nissan Yeah, Duke. no, I vaguely do. It's um, okay. it's like a small sort of crossover SUV 4x4-y thing, isn't it? Without any fours, yes. Well, no, one set of fours. It's a it's four like, by two. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those little crossover two by two y things, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. And so, so it's a um, yes, a, a faux, a faux four by four. Uh, quite, quite avant garde in its styling. In the the first generation, second one's been watered down a bit. Apparently, it's a new one of those. Um, but the mm-hmm. article's particularly annoying because I, I had to read the whole article, yeah, which sort of tells you all about her 
successes and her songs and all the rest of it. Hence, I'm yeah. so knowledgeable. Um, uh, and you've decided to be annoying here <laughs> and go all through that before you got to the point because your life was wasted, so ours had to be as well. Uh, anyway, it's, I think it's a Nissan Duke, but one of those you annoying... News- yeah, I'm not even certain, no, because the newspaper article's annoying. It goes through this whole, you know, story and, and, and ends up, you know, just with, with one picture and, and it just keeps referring to it as a motor. You know, she's bought a new motor, you know, so you can probably get this upsets people. This upsets people (laughs) when you call a motor. Apparently, there's a big difference between a motor and an engine. Oh, yeah, Uh, that's irritating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's one of those things like as as we've fallen foul of in the past, like sort of (laughs) train and steam engine and locomotive and ship and boat are all different things. That's uh, apparently a motor is different to an engine. You can go away and look that up later and find out the difference because I can't actually remember what it is but it is a significant one anyway yeah. yes so nissan so, duke we, motor yeah. that's it F- finish with that finish with that um okay so that that was the pop culture element tick done um and now oh. <laughs> and now uh, i'd like you i reckon you can tell this story better than i um uh, princess and the P is the name of uh, this episode one of your dodgy videos <laughs> Can you tell the princess and the pea story, Mike? Um, well, again, we're back to shaking it off. Apparently somebody had an Austin princess and the gents' toilets were closed <laughs> and that's how it ended. Was, <laughs> no, reckon. not that, no. No, um, no not is, that one. Is, is, is this, this is the, um, the, the princess who had a mattress and it wasn't it was really uncomfortable and absolutely you're right yeah so so well near near enough let me flesh out this story <laughs> presumably a frozen pea <laughs> it wasn't by the end um no uh. castle with an eligible prince in it and his mother and a stranger knocks on the door and uh, uh, and it's this woman and she says, cool. well, I'm a princess. Can I stay? And so to check that she really is a princess, <laughs> the mother... The way, the way you used to get free lodgings back in the day. <laughs> I'm royalty, you know. Oh, we'll come in. The mother st- installs, uh, which she had conveniently to hand, 30 mattresses, all on top of each other. Yeah, it was a ma- mattress sale going on next door. There always is. Mattress King uh, popped a, a, a pea under the third, under the bottom one uh, and asked the princess in the morning, did you sleep well? And she said, no, I had a terrible night because there was a horrible lump in my bed. And that way, the mother knew that she really was a princess. I've never understood that. Well, I mean, because was, she's, I... she's used to luxury. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I must say, it was probably not the first time someone had a pee in a bed. Let's start, shall we? Um, The theme being uh, us folk who notice things in cars that that others don't. So it could be be design faults. Could be just faults with cars that that really great. Rather than being really great. Great, yes, exactly. So uh, I've okay. got a mixture. I've got a mixture of uh, bodywork, uh, suspension, steering, engine, and design. What have you, you don't got? Don't need me then. <laughs> uh, I got a list when I went online last night and just typed in what's the worst design features in cars. <laughs> That'll do. So I can read that out. <laughs> I can intersperse them like I normally do. I say last night. I mean this morning. <laughs> Mike will regale us by reading something. 
Yes, because mm. that's how it works. Um, all right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll kick us off, and then yeah, you, um, you you join in. Um, now, I, I looked into whether this is actually true or not. I'm not completely convinced that it's as bad as it initially sounded. Mm-hmm. Alfa Romeo Mito, I believe it's pronounced, isn't it? Yes, hatchback, um, but 10 years ago. Evidently, there's, there's, there's some sort of law, I guess, in Italy that you can't just have side lights on. You have to have headlights, headlights off main beam but not just side lights so if you decide that you want to drive it with side lights there's a seven procedure thing you have to do to just get the side lights on really what so to downgrade from dipped to side is a seven step process yes you have to go into the (laughs) um into the menu and uh, and and push seven different buttons just to get the side (laughs) lights on uh, right. And I tried, I tried and failed to actually find out exactly what the process was because I'd love to regale you with the. You go into menu and then you go down to. But evidently, on an Alpha Mito, it's uh, it's not just a a, 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 a um, case of just turning it on to side lights. And there are various forums saying, "How do I? It's just got headlights and off. How do I? You know, <laughs> if the sun goes behind a cloud, what do I have to do? And you have to pull over to do it. Apparently, as well." Which probably just as well. So not necessarily a flaw, but um, yeah, a, um... an irritation. I would say you'd think that with with manufacturers um, being forced, and of course for the goodness of their soul, wanting to uh, be as ecologically sound and as economical as possible, mm. running two sets of headlamp bulbs so what 110 watts, something like that, in in old halogen oh. terms, anyway. Um, it seems rather unnecessary, doesn't it? You are, you are, I mean, because you are burning fuel to light those lights. They don't, they're mm-hmm. not, they're not free. So, right. well, no, I'm just yeah. saying, just yeah. But but if it's, I suppose, if it's an Italian rule, do Italian do, is that right? Do Italian cars all have to have their headlights on? I don't remember seeing. No, that, that's but, that's yeah. not something that I'm definitely saying as fact. Just no. for once. <laughs> um, but evidently, that's that's something. You know, it was a deliberate thing. I, that's that's the yes. distinction I wanted to make. I don't think mm. it's something that Alpha thought. Oh, we've cocked up there. Never mind. They'll <laughs> never find out. I think it was something they deliberately designed in to say, "Well, mm. if we're going to put the side lights on, let's make them work for it." Go on, your turn. My well, my, my thanks. Um, yeah, that's uh, right. my, my now first. I've set that up. The big builder. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, yeah. Uh, I had a wonderful Sierra, Ford Sierra XR 4x4 um, in the Moonstone Blue, um, which is the the archetypal Cosworth colour. You know, the the light blue, yeah. Um, What were the others then? Oh, Oh, no. Whoops, sorry. White and black, Black. I believe. Black black certainly for... um, uh, for the RS five hundred, but I can't remember what the white or the black was called. So, mm. uh, but yes, that was one mm. of three. Midnight black and cirrus white. How about that? Yeah, probably that's chalk, totally made chalk up. White but... and um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was in the right colour. Uh, this when I bought it, it was reasonably old at that point. I, you know, it wasn't like new, but it was mm-hmm. absolutely spectacular. Um, but it was before the values, which now are. Uh, you know, <laughs> enjoying a, a, a certain climb. Um, it was way before that, so I don't remember what I paid for it, but it wasn't a whole lot. But it was immaculate, done like 20,000, 30,000. Um, 2.8 or 2.9? 2.8, so it was an E-Reg, 88. Early one. Yeah. Um, well, Hatchback? 
or estate because they built both they didn't yeah uh, the estate was no the estate i don't think was an xr4 before that was a gear four before now you're saying that you're quite right you're actually mm. quite right it was yeah. it, it was a um it was a gear it wasn't ever called an xr i take it no back. So, so, so the the lineage was you had an XR4i, which was the one with the enormous whale tail on the back, um, which was only two wheel drive with the two point and two piece engine. glass in the back as well. Uh, what, two the windows. Rear... Oh, on the side. And the sides, yeah, side yes, windows. Most were, unusual. So three side windows. That was the only. Yeah. Uh, that was the only Sierra that had three side windows on each side, wasn't it? Yeah, it's quite a good looking car actually. Anyway, then it became the XR4 before. So, so this is sort of mid term 1988 87 88 can't remember now but just pre it was 89 or thereabouts 88 89 when they changed to the 2.9 engine and the M- mtx 75 gearbox different gearbox anyway to the the old type 9 t9 type 9 anyway yes. whatever um so yeah no just a really nice car uh absolutely immaculate uh, loved it, loved it to bits, and I had that for quite some time. Actually, as my yeah, it was just my normal daily, every mm. everyday car mm. as a daily is. Um, mm. Took it to the garage to have something done. Can't remember what now. I think it was had a little. It had a little bit of a transmission leak. It always had it, and it dripped onto the hot exhaust. So you always had that burnt <laughs> gearbox oil smell. It was only a little weep, but I think it went in for that or an MOT or something. Anyway, when picked it up late one night it's country garage picked it up two dents in the rear door Ooh. oh no you know kind of horrible dents that you could properly see and because Ooh. the thing was immaculate um uh yeah you i couldn't i couldn't live with that so this is the p underneath the mattresses obviously so i took it straight back to the garage and said guys look you know and I'd known them for years, so they said, yeah. Cliff Richard kind of went, guys, let's, uh, let's have a little scene song and see if we can sort this out. Yeah, we broke into song, <laughs> danced around the workshop. They were like guys and dolls, only you were really unhappy and they got properly into the swing of it. We're gonna get the stent out, we're gonna... <laughs> uh, Fiddle dee dee, you said, sort out my back door. Yeah. Like anyway, that. they they said, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, fair, 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 fair cop. You got us. It happened while you we got us banged to rights, Gov. <laughs> yeah. We did the damage. Um, we'll sort it. So, uh, I don't know. A week or two later, took it back, and then, I mean, this is this is sort of yokel country stuff, right? And, mm-hmm. and the guy that came in to do the body work, I did know he used to, he used to. Here's the problem: used to have a body shop. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah, and he didn't anymore. But they 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 employed him to refinish this area. When picked up a week later, what a mess! Oh no, this virginal paintwork, you know, which was had mm. never been touched. Overspray all over the window trims. Um, you know, lines where you could see where it had been masked paint that didn't quite match and was grainy oh and the problem was it had it had gone from being two sort of golf ball diameter mm-hmm. bits of damage to being half the side of the car and oh i took it back like again. a relief map of the andes yeah, yeah. Wants to describe some, <laughs> some body work that i did <laughs> relief map of the that's good yeah, have you good. written something in braille someone else said <laughs> 
Um, anyway, I couldn't live with it, and and they said they'd they'd do it again, and I said, you know, absolutely not, because <laughs> I'll be, I'll you know, I'll be into doing the roof and the bonnet. Yeah. And, you know. What we're going to do, sir, is make the rest of it match that door. Yeah. Um, and that was it. So I actually got shot of it at that point, actually, and oh. I mean I could have had it done. I know, I know, I know. Um, uh, I've got a what did I get? Ford Scorpio. Actually, I was in a bit of a Ford Ford mood at that point. But yeah, sad that went. Anyway, unnecessary damage, but it was just something that I just couldn't live with. Have it having been perfect, it was yeah. never going to be perfect again, and it wasn't my fault. You know. So I suppose that's something that today, and I guess this is what probably 15 20 years ago was it something like that as you say when the values were a lot lower if you did that today if you took a a classic ford in somewhere and they did that there would be hell to pay because the cars are so valuable now that i i talk to people all the time who are doing restorations and the amount of times they say to the paint sprayer if it's not somebody they've used before i want a bit of orange peel and the sprayers will say what no, it's it's being restored like factory. I don't <laughs> want it perfect. I don't want it like glass. Mm. When they did XR3s, when they did RS turbos, there was always orange peel along the back wings. Yeah, and I want you to do that. And the, these paint sprayers, unless they work on classic Fords all the time, are saying, "But I, you want, deliberately want me to do a bad job?" <laughs> no, no, we want you to do it like it's original. Mm. And the, they, just... there is a real pride amongst these guys who say, yeah, it looks exactly like it did in the factory. There's even a little bit of overspray in the wheel arch or whatever. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's, I, it's bizarre, but it's... It's, it's a strange it's concept. They, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah. It's, it's it's a deliberate thing because they were just production line cars. I guess you could win concours, couldn't you, with, with, mm. you know, with, with a bit of orange peel or whatever because... Or in not. theory, you should. Um... In theory, and concours, I don't know if we've discussed this before, but... We'll, briefly, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do it again briefly, yeah. Um, concours, people tend to misunderstand what concours is. A concours car is as good as it left the factory, but no better. Okay. So concours, if you put a Rolls-Royce-style paint job perfect mm-hmm. on a Fiesta, mm-hmm. it's not actually concours. Okay. Okay. If it's got a bit of orange peel, if it's got a, a few sort of... Ford didn't tend to put runs in things, but some manufacturers did. That's concourse. <laughs> so if your car has a bit of orange peel and the judges are savvy enough to know that where the mm-hmm. orange peel tended to be on those cars, then yes, the car with the the respray and the orange peel is probably more concourse than the other car if all, all other things are equal. Um, I, I tell you who did nice paint jobs latterly... Um, well, I think um, Rover. Hmm. I think I think. Well, I mean, maybe this is just a, a random uh, spot of a good one, but but I, I don't know. I've always <laughs> thought that they're 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 you know later sort of Rover eight hundreds and seventy fives and whatnot actually looked quite quite sharp actually you know for mass produced cars, but no paint runs Sur- there. Surprisingly enough, Cadillac didn't tend to do them too great in the 50s. I was looking at someone's car, actually, at the NEC a few years ago, and he was debating whether it was original paint or not. Mm -hmm. And it was very, very nice. But when I looked in the engine bay, there were runs down the radiator support. Oh, really? And he said, oh, yeah, I think that's the reason it's not original, because it looks so Ah. bad. And I went, I wouldn't be so sure. (laughs) I think that may be the reason it is original. (laughs) 
Yeah, Friday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we should do a show about factories at some point and stories from factories because they're, they're, they're a legion. But anyway, um, speaking of American cars, the Chevrolet Cobalt. That had an issue, and this is quite a famous one. This became a court case, but the ignition barrel itself could rev- well, the ignition could revolve in the barrel of the ignition. If you see what okay. I mean, so you could put <laughs> yep, the key yep. in, and the whole thing could would just spin. Right. Um, but it could do it without being touched. So you'd be driving along, and then suddenly the barrel would decide to roll, which would switch off the engine uh, and the power steering. Yes, yeah, and. Yeah, yeah. Um, the airbags for some yeah. reason yeah uh well yeah i guess i guess they're not live when the ignition isn't on is it is there no so need a bit is of there? a problem bit of a problem with the chevy cobalt oh it's stalled oh <laughs> i've been horribly injured yeah but that was a that was a proper court case um citroen c3 convertible nice little car had removable roof rails as you probably uh, remember you want the roof plural uh, pa- pardon okay uh never had it Plural. <laughs> it's just a, uh, I'm sure there's a vaccine for it these days. Um, yeah. Plural. Who's she? <laughs> Hasn't arrived yet. Um, oh, okay. pl- 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 plural. You know that's that's the model. C3 Plural. P L U R I E L. And if if Mike, you'd been following uh, Instagram, Car Chums Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Have we uh, got Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter? <laughs> we sure do. Um, you would have noticed. I must look at those now. <laughs> You, you you would have noticed that I uh, posted a uh, a set of pictures of a plural just the other day, which I walked past. Ah, and so did you point out what was wrong with the inherent design of the roof? No. No. No, go ahead, because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Something very, very simple. They had removable roof rails, so you'd mm-hmm. make, you could have the entire car just look like a normal convertible, but there was nowhere in the car to store them. <laughs> so you had to make the decision before you left home as to whether you were going to have the roof up or down for the day. <laughs> That's quite uh, a decision to make as well, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's fine if you sort of live in Arizona or somewhere or, mm. you know, um, Siberia, where you've got a pretty good idea what the weather's going to do. But if you live in one of the many other countries in the world <laughs> where sometimes it can rain and then it stops, uh, yeah, you were fairly committed to having roof up or down. Before you also you have to house. know where you're going to park it, don't you? Security-wise, and yeah, so you have to you have to make a very whole list of decisions before you actually leave home. Hmm. Very it good was, point. It's a good idea, though. I mean, what a fun idea to have a, a, a car which had it had a fabric roof, mm-hmm. um, so you could peel the fabric roof back, um, or as Mike says, you can you could remove the side rails which were sort of sort of elliptical kind of shape um and presumably there for the structural integrity of the car if you rolled it <laughs> yes good point they're they're, they're, they're missing for that as well anyway. um um <laughs> uh and then you'd have a full full open top furthermore i don't know whether you could remove the back seats or whether you could just fold them but you effectively ended up with a pickup truck mm. you know so it was a really good you know, good fun creative car but let's be honest it's a second car isn't it it's a yeah. uh, and there's the irony it's a car that can do everything but you can only have it as a second vehicle <laughs> <laughs> you, you know because it's not well i suppose if you keep the roof up all the time it's all right but. i always thought you to, to have back when they weren't very much money i was thinking of doing this with a triumph stag 
But just having, um, which of course is a convertible, they did a hard top uh, for the cars that you could take on and off like a lot of cars had over the years. But the convertible top on the Stag, like pretty much every other British sports car up until about 2020, mm. has a terrible, terrible roof. <laughs> Putting them on or up yeah. or down is about an 18-minute long exercise if you know what you're doing. Like pitching a I tent. Mean, seasons change in the time it takes to put the, the top up on a British sports car. Uh, and you at least lose a finger uh, in the process. And there's always some bit you forget. Uh, and I always thought, why not have a cheap sports car, strip out the interior, make it as basic as possible, so you've got no carpet, it's got a bare floor, leather seat or something hard-wearing, mm-hmm. and then just let it rain mm-hmm. and let the water just drip through, drill a couple of holes in the floor. Mm-hmm. And just have it as an all-weather car with no top. I think Lotus, Lotus have already done this with the Elise, actually. Um, yeah. To some extent. But I, I did do it with a Series 3 Land Rover, actually. A particularly hot summer. It go. was a hard top. Short short wheelbase hard top. Um, you know, kind of typical sort of farmer's Land Rover it was. Mm. Um, you know, which doesn't really exist now, does it? Because they've, they've, they've all been restored and they're, they're all worth money. But this, this you one... You say that. You say that I was in Exmoor two days ago, and they do still exist. Oh, really? Literally okay, every driveway, mm. every driveway's got an old series Landy, right. and they all look proper used. But well, you don't good. see them in in the cities and no. the um, and anymore. No, no. So uh, no, it's particularly hot, and I thought uh, I haven't got a convertible. I want a convertible, uh, so I went round with my um, with my with my socket set. Uh, undid the yep. tw- I don't know how many bolts it was uh, that's a bolts and got a chum quite to- a lot isn't it yeah it is quite a lot it's not, it's not a <laughs> 10 minute job um, and, and and I tell you what lifting the roof off two of you is a pretty exactly <laughs> yeah exactly operation. what I was going to say as well yes <laughs> uh, anyway the, I had a wonderful drive back home from there I had of course I had to make the decision and leave the roof where I'd been um, <laughs> you don't mind if I leave this thing here do you no um and uh, drove home. It was terrific. Really good fun. I loved mm. that. Um, parked it on the driveway, went to bed, uh, woke up in the morning. Of course, UK being UK, it had <laughs> poured with rain all night. Moreover, I had to go back to where the roof was that day. It was work, actually. Um, and um, I had to go then. So I had to get in it with it pouring with rain <laughs> and drive it back. Of course, you've got no electrics inside of any of any note, though, really. I mean, so, no, so they, no. they were And it's all fairly happy. high up, at least in a Land Rover. They are yeah. designed to go off-road, the old True. ones, anyway. So talking of talking of roofs and things, design-wise, my, my design one, then, for, for, for bits that little bits that really grate on you princess and the p uh sunroofs so is it sunroofs mm-hmm. or sunroofs uh well you say like roofs of houses don't you but i suppose with the mm. car you've generally only got oh, one, one. Sure. No, there, not are, exceptions. Well, there yeah. are exceptions there are exceptions aren't there there are cars with more than one sunroof um, but right. generally so sunroof um uh sunroofies ha- <laughs> no that's i wrong had very very briefly a peugeot 405 um mm. in sort of poverty french spec gld I don't know why i went because mm, they're not exactly a car you know, oh wow <laughs> no oh well i disagree they're a very good car actually but um with um uh uh itchy scratchy seats um it was that 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 
<laughs> that basic wind-up windows and all the rest of it. Really good car. Wow. Guess what? Guess what? One of those. Uh, it was a non-turbo as well. One point nine uh. turbo. Uh, one point nine non-turbo diesel. Um, guess what that used to do to the gallon? Because it's a big car, it's a decent sized car, four hundred five. Guess what? Forty-three point two. Hmm. <laughs> um, well, you know how uh, we're supposed to. You know, lord modern cars, brand new cars for being, you know, so economical and whatnot. No, mm-hmm. that thing used to do 55 to the gallon, brim oh, to brim. My next guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, and we did see a couple of times over 60 out of it. This wow. is just in normal use. Yeah. So, so tell me where the technology is going now because that engine yeah. was so basic. Yeah, I think it was 70 horsepower or just over, but actually it was all right. It, it never felt slow. I mean, it certainly Ooh. never felt fast, but it never felt slow. It was fine. Anyway, Achilles heel had a sunroof, electric sunroof. That was the feature in this car. Um, with my height, nah, just oh. the, yeah, yeah, like one hair would brush continuously, um, you know, while while you were driving it. And in <laughs> in the morning when you're taller, it was you know it was a handful of hairs. Was so it, it couldn't drive. Awful, couldn't drive it. I, yeah. I thought you were going to say because your hair because you are taller than the average bear, the uh, your hair got caught up in it, and every time you drove, you got jerked backwards <laughs> when you opened the sunroof and yeah. like, propelled toward the back seat <laughs> as you. Uh, <laughs> you opened it and no. then thrown back forward when you closed it. Close the sunroof! Close the sunroof! I'm trapped. I can't see where I'm going. No, none of uh, that. No. Nothing as nothing as uh, exotic as that. Just just that little, just touching, teary, tiny touching. You know your head. Oh, it's hardly a. That's more of a floor of you than no, the Persia. No, it's really? no, I mean, it's sun, just, sunroof. Just worn thinner trousers. <laughs> uh, I tell you another one that suffers from that. Uh, Bentley. Uh, Bentley Turbo R or Bentley Turbo yeah. Brooklands or um, you know Rolls Royce um, uh, no not Shadow what's the square one oh Spur Spur no, no that's a Bentley yeah, yeah. no Spur yeah, Spur flying um, Spur yeah the square- yeah, you got one right <laughs> <laughs> what point? Uh, the square rigged Bentley of the sort of um, the 80s and the one that had the really expensive alloys that look like hubcaps yeah, it did they were lovely? And they, they were really nice wheels. Actually, I like those wheels. But a friend if, had a had a had a Mulson, and I actually yeah. did say, "Are they hubcaps? Because they look like <laughs> plastic hubcaps, like you get on a Nissan Bluebird." Uh, you're 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 uncanny. Anyway, what about it? Um, the roof's too low on that. No, yeah, it? if you put a sunroof in them, forget it. Can't sit in it. Absolutely can't. Well, I mean, I can sit in it, but it's not very comfortable. Um, yeah, you know, but as soon as you take the sunroof out, it's because of the electrics. If you if you just put an old glass sunroof in it, it'd be all right. But uh, yeah. But that would leak. Um, but yeah, no. They, I mean, they consume sort of two, three inches of of of, of height oh, in total because, because of the track mm. that it needs to slide yeah. back and forth, and yeah. and the make the big motor. Yeah, in the back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So so yeah, ben- Bentley Turbo, and in fact, the Arnage, the later one, um, or Rolls Serif, they didn't learn in that either. That was the same. I had a friend actually who who had one. Um, and again, couldn't just couldn't live with it. You know, just a tiny little brushing of the hair constantly. So you had to take it back and swap it for one without. But couldn't get the seat to lower then. No, that's, that's a, just you know, if you if you're over six foot, forget it. So it's one of the first things I look at on a car is has it got a sunroof? You know, because if it's got a sunroof, I kind of think uh, prob- so you, probably you won't fit. Yeah, something like the Daihatsu Move then, with a with like a tall roof or like a Pope mobile, do you? 
yeah. in order to <laughs> yes. feel totally happy in a car. Must, must be able to wear a Stetson. Well, then, of course, in the old days, cars mm-hmm. weren't designed for you to wear your hat. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they're all so tall. And I think... Um, TCV was. Yeah. TCV, T- well, yeah, so, so, so you, could, you could dress up and still go out in it and carry the well, eggs I think, and I blah, think blah, we've, blah. Uh, I think we've lost something there, don't you? Mm. The days when you could wear a... Wear like a, um, a Isambard Kingdom Brunel style hat <laughs> in a car. Yeah. Uh, we should go back to those days. I mourn those days, Tony. I mourn them. Um, Citroen XM, and by far not the only car to suffer from this flaw, foot operated parking brake. Uh, Lovely yeah. idea. So yeah. replaces the handbrake. There it is, down on the floor. It's it's inobtrusive. It's out of the way. It's uh, it means you can have a bigger seat. You're not going to get the handbrake caught in the um, in the flowery uh, turn up turn up. No, that's a trouser. You're not going to get the handbrake caught in your sleeve. All that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Bit of a pain if you've got a manual car and you've parked on a hill, though. Yeah. You've got to be pretty dexterous to get the, the brake off with your foot and find the biting point when it's in gear without rolling backwards. Don't know if you've ever tried that. No, well, most of them have got a, a, a release, haven't they, for the hand? But it, yes. but it's still apparently the XM is foot released, <laughs> right? As Perfect. well as foot applied. <laughs> Good car, though. Also makes it tricky to do handbrake turns. <laughs> yes. Oh, very lovely car, lovely car. Yeah, but but get the automatic or only park on flat ground. Um, <laughs> one of our favourites in the past. It's reminded me when you said about security, the uh, Matra Rancho. Mm-hmm. Uh, very early ones where the because uh, the doors the doors the windows slid on the back, they had no locking mechanism, <laughs> and uh, leading to the, the the review and these were only the very very early ones. Um, you could just walk up to it and literally slide the window open. So a child of five with a toffee apple on each hand could break into this car. <laughs> um, it wouldn't, um, of course, it had so little power from the 1.3 Simca engine that it could never throw the windows open itself. But <laughs> yeah, I'm presuming even under heavy braking, they still stayed, <laughs> they stayed shut or, yeah, or yeah, open. Yeah. But uh, yeah, evidently you just walk up to, which was of course another thing with the Land Rovers, the older mm-hmm. Land Rovers with a canvas top. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, security measures, no, nil. No. Yeah, nothing. bit of rope. Bit of um, rope. I need, to, I, I do need your help. Right, this is my biggest one. Okay, um, before before we run out of time, what have the following cars got in common, Mike? A W126S class, a W202C class, a Saab 9000, a BMW E28 M535. Um, that do actually just those. What are those? What are those they're, four cars got in common? They're the top four cars that Car Chum listeners have requested we never mention again. Yes, they are, but <laughs> <laughs> because they get a mention every week for Puma. Um, um, uh, I guess, uh, well, there could be m- numerous reasons, but if we're talking about flaws, um, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you've owned an example of everyone built. Yeah, I have, but... No, yeah. Um, they never came in pink. <laughs> um, they never left in pink either. Um, I have... Taylor Swift has <laughs> got one of each. Taylor Swift's done an album about each one. I have loved all of those, but had the same problem with all of them with steering. Yet, 
three of them have got a steering box and one of them's got a steering rack. So it's nothing to do with a steering box or rack, okay? Is this vagueness of feel? Is this play in the steering? I mean, you've had Land Rovers, so you you know all about play in the steering. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the 9,000, let's focus on the Saab, right? Because that's the easiest one. Now, bearing in mind... I'd had before that several of them had had an aero and, and, and whatnot. I actually mm. really liked this one. It was only the low pressure turbo, which admittedly I got it to puff itself up a little more. But yeah, um, a gust and, of wind acts against them, <laughs> though, doesn't it? Um, and a um, uh, uh, yeah, uh, and it was automatic as well. And it was a saloon, so basically it was it was it was kind of the one that no one really wanted. But I liked it. Crossed all the boxes there. <laughs> yes. didn't you? it was a nice car. I like that, um, and I particularly liked its ride and handling combo. I thought it was just right for an everyday car. It had uh, whopping great one nine five tires on it, <laughs> not, uh, but nice high profile, good ride. Um, I was working for a magazine in london car magazine at the time and i was commuting so it was quite a long commute but it was a joy in that car took it up there one day parked it one day on with the steering on a lock because it was on a slight hill you know into the curb um uh just an ordinary residential area uh went to work came back got in it drove down this residential road and you know when something you know something's wrong within a few yards don't you when you oh, yeah. when you really know a car oh yeah horrible it had gone f- sort of floaty and um imprecise that's the mm. only way and, and sort of not loose because there was no mechanical looseness anywhere in the steering but it had lost all of its communication it was it sort of felt over assisted but not that wasn't the problem it wasn't just that it was massively over assisted and this was the problem that i had with all of these cars at some stage or other and everyone tune in next week to find out what that problem was (laughs) no because i've got no solution i've got no solution the only solution right in now if you know what that problem was (laughs) all four of these cars the only solution was i got rid of them all um, because I couldn't live with it anymore. So you would lose that just not just a tiny bit, but any kind of directness and communication with the steering and the uh, and the suspension. And to this day, I I know I sound like a loon, okay, but I, I'm not. I've got reasonable mechanical knowledge. Uh, I've got quite a in depth experience with cars and suspension and all the rest of it. I mean, I'm not you know I'm not an expert, but I, you know I kn- I know enough and have enough experience i i and all the garages that i know and mechanics and whatnot never ever ever came up with anything approaching an explanation for this what a shame click and clack are dead <laughs> the, t- the tap it brothers would have been really useful for this they would have um been. right so so you've, you've piqued my interest now and i'll be honest i was i was fading away there as i imagine many were but um so you park it with the wheels turned yeah. and then when you pull away hours later it's gone all yeah. floaty yeah yeah and it, you know it was it was flicking a switch it was just during that day um the other ones uh 
Did it, did it? It sort of fixed itself the next day. Then, no, or? no, no, never, never, no, never, never came back. They always I, went floaty. Yep. The the S class. Um. Oh, I I did in depth stuff. Like I I changed the steering box. Even I did loads on that. All the suspension, the self leveling. I did a lot. And and I tell you that one came on. That one came on like a switch as well. And this one's probably slightly more explainable. This came on when I got tyres changed and the tracking done uh, um, but but it went on four wheel alignments after that and, and what not and it just never it was just never ever right again most peculiar um, but the Saab was the oddest think it, it got hit or something if you part with the wheels turned something came past and clipped it and if that had happened, then the steering wheel be off off centre or something, wouldn't it? Do you know what I mean? There'd be some there'd be some evidence of something having happened. Good suggestion, Was but always parked in the same place. The all four cars. No, 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 no. And I'll be honest, your what do these four cars have in common? <laughs> I could have guessed for probably a billion millennia and still not come up with when no. i parked with the wheels turned the steering went a bit floaty and we've got to make these quizzes a little bit easier <laughs> yeah so i that's something that i live with with you know it kind of i still Constantly, carry like with a, me yeah i still carry with me because a I, burden throughout my life yeah, because i never got the answer set, that's the problem set up a go fund me for that mate <laughs> never got the answer uh, that was and my, my that's Great. where that's okay. that's where the title of this episode Princess and the Pea came from because my wife had to live with this not once but four times uh and and then she came up with it and she said yeah you really seriously are Princess and the Pea and I get her to drive it and say but can't you feel that just feel concentrate can't you feel it <laughs> no <laughs> no I'm in the passenger seat and I don't know I don't care about cars <laughs> not at all uh let's rattle through a few more Mazda RX8 Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic car. Yes, it has its faults. Very, very thirsty. Um, had, of course, the Wankel engine, which mm-hmm. I think worked in that case. But it's a great car. Um, had those, what you basically call saloon doors or clap doors. So it had a set of small doors at the back that were rear hinged that you could only open if the front doors were open. Mm. Which sounds like a wonderful safety feature until you leave somebody in the back seat who then decides they want to get out, because they can't. <laughs> Without client, yeah, you could, yes, it's, yes, you'd have you to be mobile. It's got, it's got high back seats in the front. Mm. You're really struggling to get out of the back seat of one of those if there's not somebody in the front or outside to open the front door for you. You're basically <laughs> stuck in the... They're an interesting car, more. those are are updates. They really are. They, they, um, are. they did have... No, they did, I, I take issue with you slightly. They did have hot starting issues. Um, oh, they had all kinds yeah. of issues. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, the Wankel yeah, engine yeah. very thirsty. It was, yeah. but they sounded fabulous on song. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very little talk car. though. For, yeah, it was unusual, but very mm. good looking. Uh, oh, you, yeah, tiny, you tiny. Neck of it yeah, um, um, I've driven a few of them, and they, they um, actually the gear knob's quite sweet on them because it's got uh, on the top, it's got uh, a motif that is the. Um, that is the, the the rotors, you know, the the, the wankel. Mm. Um, mm. What do you call it? Thing that's a sort of not yeah, quite a thing. triangle. The thing, like the Isle, the, the Isle of Man sort of <laughs> thing. No, nothing like the Isle of Man at all. <laughs> the thing, um, that thing. Yeah, um, that is a rotor, isn't it? Mm. It's the well, rotor no, the rotor. The t- well, yeah, it's it's a rotor. Yeah, because the rotor, the rotor tips. tips. Yes, that's it. It was called the rotor. It, it is a rotor. Yeah, yeah. Mm. that would be a lovely a editor later on. <laughs> That's right, Tony. The rotor. Um, 
Um, what was it? Oh, um, sticking with doors. Um, BMW Mini, the first Clubman, had two mm-hmm. doors on one side and one on the other. Um, Did but it? Of course, yeah. it had the longer door on <laughs> the wrong side for the UK. <laughs> It was made for a left-hand drive market, so you were opening the two doors into traffic. Mm-hmm. Very much like the AMC Pacer, which had a longer door on one side, on the yes. curb side, if you were left-hand drive. But if yeah. they, you took one into a country that drives on the correct side of the road, mm-hmm. um, the, uh, you found you're opening your big door into traffic. Uh, well, this is a good one. Austin Maxi. There's been yeah. a lot of... Lot of th- lot of things thrown at the Austin Maxi over the years. Um, and it wasn't a terrible car, although the early ones actually weren't that brilliant. Um, they were getting an awful lot of issues with the Maxi, with engines coming back in for rebuilds, and they couldn't work out why. And you know, going through parts department, it was costing them about £200 a time mm-hmm. to get these cars redone. Um all sorts of issues and they couldn't figure it out until eventually um it was alec Izagonis, hugely famous car yeah. designer designed the mini designed the minor etc realized that somewhere within the engineering drawings on the dipstick they put the full mark up slightly too high so every one of the first ten thousand maxis was being overfilled with oil really and that was killing the engines it was as simple as that. It was a, it was a manufacturing it was problem. Simple yeah. as a manufacturing problem on the dipstick. Because back because set too high. Back then they probably were doing it manually. Of course now the oil will go in in a metered quantity from a you mm. know from a pump, won't it? You know, so if they tell it to put, if they tell the machine to put five point one liters in or whatever, oh, but, that's but, what will go in. But. This was when they were in service, so people right. bought them, put oh, put some oil in. Yeah, not uh, not at the. Fa- I mean, presumably at the factory they got the right amount. They would have. Mm-hmm done it but as soon as you know once somebody drove it around for a couple of weeks and you checked your oilers on a weekly basis yeah sometimes daily if you're in british leyland <laughs> or indeed fords at the time um burned a fair bit of oil you know they looked at it and thought, oh that's half an inch low pour it in the maxi Issues. was um uh quite, it was yeah it wasn't exactly a, a sexy and gorgeous car but it was flat floor nice and spacious um was it the e series engine it had and the five speed mm. gearbox which was quite uh avant-garde wasn't it am i right five speed gearbox yeah. and a hatchback mm. hatchback was a big deal back then because yeah. it was really only the renault 16 that that came close to it mm-hmm. um the the maxi was was tortured throughout its design life it was basically uh Izagonis was designing three cars, um, the Mini, uh, the ADO 16, which was mm-hmm. the 1100, 1300, which was and very popular. the 1800 yeah. Land Crab, mm-hmm. um, which really wasn't popular. Um, yeah, the, the 1100, 1300 was the best-selling car in the UK until yeah. the, the Cortina. Yeah. It's literally like throughout the 60s was the best-selling car. If you can't picture uh, that, think of uh, Faulty Towers. It's the car that yep. uh, he thrashes with a uh, with, with, with a tree. And, of course, clockwise as well. Yes, indeed. John Cleese <laughs> he obviously drove another thing. one in yes. clockwise. I don't know why John Cleese was forever associated <laughs> with the uh, with the 1100-1300. But anyway, yeah. But um, and, and midwives everywhere. And there used to be little police panda cars too, but mm-hmm. we're getting off the point. Um but yeah, the um, the what th- I think what what killed the Maxi partly was the fact that it had to use the same doors and roofline 
mm-hmm. and windscreen as the 1100, 1300 and 1800. So they're a little bit stymied, really, as to what they could do. Did they really? Uh, I thought they'd be, be you bigger had than this, that. Yeah. Nope. Same centre section, which made it a lot bigger than the Cortina it was trying to uh, rival. Yeah. And interestingly enough, if you have a look at the front of a Maxi, uh, can you tell I've been doing a, a, I've been writing about Maxis recently? I've suddenly got all this newfound knowledge. Um, but the, uh, the the front end of it was I've forgotten the guy's name, but it was designed by somebody who had previously done the Ford Cortina, and he clearly looked at the Maxi and thought, just do that again, really. Yeah, that you've got standard size whatever they are six seven eight nine inch whatever whatever the standard size yeah. is headlights um yep. and then the the horizontal slatted grill yeah no i can yep. see it yeah and yeah. a simple bumper mm-hmm. yeah it was basically sort of mark ii cortina <laughs> on the front end yeah. um but yeah the, the, the original 1485 cc maxis suffered a few problems they immediately came out with another one um mm. And, and within two years, it was a pretty decent car. But the original ones were, so they they did like a one point seven version later on, whole new engine and everything, mm-hmm. redesigned it. And but yeah, and it converted into a bed. You could drop the seats yes. down completely flat. You could sleep two people in a great deal of comfort. They were a very good car in terms of that. Talking talking of that, I'll give you advance notice, Mike, um, and the audience <laughs> advance notice to avoid. Uh, one of our upcoming episodes will be about sleeping in the car. Uh, so expect expect more maxi knowledge to, uh, to, to <laughs> percolate forth uh, when we get to that. Ooh, make make a note of that because I know what we like when we tease things. <laughs> And I bet if we listen to to stuff that we did, you know, last year, it will be, oh, we must do a show about that. Let's do that next week. And then we never did. No. So any audience who are still clinging on with their fingernails will be thinking, yeah, right. That's never going to happen. And I suppose my final one, I don't know if you've got any more to off to throw in the pot, but um, the Lincoln MKC. Now, I don't know whether this is the Mark C or whether it's MKC. So apologizes. This is fairly recent. Yeah, this is yeah. the crossover SUV. Yeah. Um, the button for sport mode, mm-hmm. exactly the same size, shape, as the start-stop button for the engine, <laughs> and it's right underneath. Really? Yes. That, that is clumsy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, uh, quite often, you know, watch this. Clonk, engine's off. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hold, hey, on, can... hold on to your armrest, kids. Here we stop. <laughs> uh, yeah, got a lot of got a bad press for that. And Chrysler tended to do that a lot. They did in the fifties and sixties. You had uh, on on every one of the Chryslers mm-hmm. push button transmission, mm-hmm. which I know we've talked about in the past. You know, you push the button for drive, the yep. button for one, two, the button for neutral and reverse. Um, but they designed their dashboards so steering wheel in the center and you had buttons down the left for the transmission buttons down the right for the radio so it wasn't entirely impossible that you go to change the radio station and stick it in reverse (laughs) i think you only did it once yes yeah so yeah and that's that's basically all i've brought to the party well no no i mean it was a wonderful gift and uh, we thank you very much for it i should have wrapped it and what a party it was Uh, A party you can enjoy every fortnight by subscribing. And if that's not enough car chum for you to digest, give us a go on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook.
As ever, thanks very much for listening and cheers to our next party. Pip pip.